0: It's hard not to watch that and say what a gift an artist has to create such a portrait. And it's almost here, this week. And this is our last Sunday in our series, God is Closer Than You Think. To recap, we started out this series with the promise. And Pastor Mark talked to us how often in our lives we and others around us fail to keep promises and commitments and We tend to be colored by that and disappointed in life but God keeps his promise and kept his promise throughout all the ages as you've just seen in that video to all peoples to send his son Jesus Christ the Messiah into this world to redeem. God we can always depend on to keep his promises. The second week we talked about the preparation and how by grace we are able to prepare our hearts always to give answer for the hope that is in us, the hope that came when Jesus came into this world to redeem us, to take away our sins, to give us his forgiveness. Last week, Pastor Mark talked about the proclamation, how God calls us out and calls us who we truly are, strips away from us any illusions that we might have about ourselves and leaves us bare in order that he can meet us with his love and his grace and touch us where we need to be touched. And today, we talk about the presence. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. I don't know about you, but have you ever thought in your mind, maybe said to yourself, what it must have been like for those who lived When Jesus was on the earth, his disciples. If only I could have been there then. I know that my faith life would be so different than it is today. Sometimes we say those things. We long for a face-to-face that happened so many years ago. You know, there was a man by the name of John Yates who lived during the Great Depression in 1930s. He lived on a farm in Texas And he was a sheep farmer, barely making ends meet, barely able to survive week from week, let alone day by day. He wondered often how he would pay the mortgage. In fact, he was in debt to the bank like many farmers were in that day, trying the best he could to manage, wondering if that was the day the bank might foreclose and everything would be gone. Well, it happened that there were some geologists that wanted to survey his property and he gave them permission and dig a few test wells. The first well they dug on his property at a thousand feet they struck oil. That well ended up producing 80,000 barrels a day. They drilled another one a few weeks later and hit oil again and that well delivered 120,000 barrels of oil a day. John Yates was a millionaire. He was rich beyond comparison. He owned the property, he owned the mineral rights. Yet he lived like a pauper. He lived in fear of the future, of how to make ends meet. But he had everything at his disposal. I say that because I wonder sometimes in our lives, as people of God, Christ followers, if we don't live that way when we say, "Oh, if only I could have been there when Jesus walked the earth, if only I could have seen him face to face." Not realizing the gift, the inheritance that we have received from Jesus, the precious gift of his presence with us always. I want to show you a picture, famous picture, I probably don't have to give a lot of explanation. Michelangelo Barniardi commissioned to paint the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. This is the creation of Adam. What an incredible painting it is. You can see God rushing towards Adam. I always love Adam's kind of lackadaisical pose, just laying there, kind of watching it all, taking it in. How incredible it must have been for Adam and Eve to be in the presence of of Almighty God, the Holy Trinity. Jesus, before he had taken on human flesh to walk in the garden, to talk the intimacy of that very face-to-face conversation, love, and presence. But there's something in this picture that Michelangelo painted that I want you to look at and I want to talk about, and that would be the next slide. Michelangelo painted a gap. Now, we know that gap didn't exist in the Garden of Eden, but maybe Michelangelo painted that for our perspective, that there exists, because of sin in our world, because of brokenness now, a gap in the presence of Almighty God and with us. And there is the issue that tries to be solved by every world religion in the world. How to close the gap? Truly that is the litany that we are left by, world religions, if you do this, if you follow this, if you live this way, if you are on this spiritual path, if you are able to do these things, you can close the gap to God and reestablish that relationship with Him. You know, sometimes that's even true for us as Christ followers. Sometimes we get the idea that it is our job when things aren't right in our lives to do something to close the gap. Well, one of the things that we often do is we think we would work harder. Maybe if we study the Bible more. Maybe if we pray harder. Maybe if we get up earlier or serve more. And Maybe if we're nicer to people around us. By our efforts, we can bring that gap closer. We can close the gap Or maybe some think about maybe a spiritual awakening, that they're going to read the latest book and that's the thing that's going to get them back on the path that they need to follow. Or maybe a conference and that speaker's words to them is exactly what they needed to hear. Some just pretend the gap doesn't exist, that everything in my life is beautiful. God has blessed me beyond comparison. Every miracle is happening to me all the time. And that's what they paint on the outside of their life. And we wonder, what is it that we're not doing that our lives are not as blessed? And some look for a spiritual change. You know, it's just dried up here where I'm worshiping. I need to move on. I need to find a church that's more alive, maybe another denomination, something that will get me back on that path in order that the closeness that I want to have with God is there. And here's the problem with all of those ideas. At the end of it, we will be exhausted, worn out, empty. Wondering why it didn't work. Wondering why all the things that we have tried to close the gap between God and us and make that relationship solid seem to leave us empty. No, none of us lived when Jesus walked the earth. But nonetheless, we have his presence with us. Jesus promised to send us his presence in the person of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember what he said to his disciples when he told them he was going away? And they were disturbed, they were upset because if he went away, all this time we've spent together was for nothing. But Jesus said, "It's for your benefit that I go away. Because if I do not go away, then I can't send the counselor to be with you, the one who is Jesus with us, his presence in our lives every day that we live. And the words in the scripture of the spirit with us are words of comfort and peace of the presence of Jesus Christ, that he is with us and lives in us, that we have been given a guarantee, a deposit in our lives, proof that Jesus Christ is with us through his spirit. He's called the comforter the intercessor, one who is with us, one who surrounds us, one who enables us and encourages us, one who tells us that we are not alone, that we have the very presence of God with us. There is a woman by the name of Ann Burke. She writes a short story called The Whisper Test. She begins by saying, you know, I grew up different from other kids, not a good different. I knew I was different, a bad different. You see, I was born with a cleft palate, which made my lip and my nose distorted, my teeth misaligned, garbled speech. Kids, kids were mean, they were always poking fun. I knew that I wasn't accepted, and when they would ask what happened to me, it always seemed easier to me to Tell them something other than the truth that I was born this way. I came up with a story in my life that as a young child I had fallen on a sheet of glass and it cut me and left me the way I am. But I knew it wasn't the truth. I knew I wasn't accepted. And the only people that I thought in my entire life that could ever love me was my immediate family. That is, she said, until my fourth grade teacher a woman by the name of Mrs. Leonard. A short, round, jolly, happy, loving woman who made us all feel like we were important in her lives. There came the day when we would have the annual hearing test and. How it was done in those days is that everybody left the room except one person. We went to the very back of the room and sat in the last seat. We covered one ear up, and the teacher would sit at her desk and whisper something to us. Whisper something like, The sky is blue. Or, Do you have new shoes? To see if we heard her, to see if we would respond. She said, it came my turn that day, and I went to the back of the room, took my place, put my hand over my ear. When Mrs. Leonard whispered the words that God must have put into her mouth, she said, I wish you were my little girl. How those words, she said, changed my life suddenly. Suddenly I was accepted. Suddenly I was loved. Suddenly someone else cared about me in the world. It profoundly affected me for the rest of my life, knowing that someone else wanted me. You see, the gap that we see in Michelangelo's painting. The gap that in our world everyone says that we must close is a gap that was closed by someone else. Jesus Christ on the cross whispered to the entire human race, How I wish you were mine. And then said to his father, It is finished. I have accomplished it. I have closed the gap forever. They all belong to you. And I will be present with them. How we need as the people of God to remind ourselves again and again that the gap has been closed, not by our efforts, but by a savior who gave his life on a cross for us, who has given us his spirit, his very presence in our lives every day that we live. He hears us, he is with us. Whenever we feel that our prayers are empty, whenever we wonder how we will get through the next day or the next moment, whenever we are in the darkness and gloom of life, wondering if anyone loves us, if anyone accepts us, if anyone cares about us, we need to remember that the gap has been closed by Jesus. He is with us. Emmanuel, God with us forever. He has made Himself a promise to bind Himself to us in our baptism, to never leave us, to never forsake us, to not leave us as orphans. God is present in our life. God is closer than we ever think. We need to remind ourselves that of this in this season. That Jesus came into this world for this purpose. That we would have his presence, his love, his hope surrounding us every day that we live. And even when we draw our last breath to bring us home to be with him in the mansions that he has prepared. God is with us. We have his presence. The gap is closed. He surrounds us in our lives. May we rejoice always that Emmanuel has come. Amen.